Yeah. All right. I'm ready to go. Donna? I'm ready. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All shaked out. You want to go with that one, or do you want to try it no, again? No, no, we'll, we'll try. We'll try something else here. Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I guess we should start. Hello! Hello! Wicka 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 wicka. Hello. Wicka wicka. Hello. You've been spending entirely too much time at South by Southwest, dude. I was going to say you spent too much time on the road. <laughs> Combination of these two. Uh it is what is it? <laughs> Sunday. Look up on the, on the screen. It has the date at the top. Sunday. March 22nd. Where does it right, say that? Right there. Oh. At oh. The, look the at top. That. Episode Well, he was looking at the top top. Yeah. At the top top center. Yeah, I was looking. It's Sunday at 346. That helped. <laughs> <laughs> Which has the date right below it. Right there. Now. It's Sunday, the 22nd of March, 2015. This is episode 188-ish of The Skeptic Wire. Is this 8A or what, B? Well, I figure since we're recording on a completely separate day, we'll have it a completely separate number. Okay. So episode 188, folkses, dear listeners, not you mooses, just the dear listeners. I, th I thought the plural of moose was just moose. Could be meese. <laughs> it is moose. But so, and a plural of deer is also deer. But but it was listeners that was plural, so that's fine. Well, I think we're I think we're stretching it by adding the s. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, well, I could be Hi, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> could could be us three. Okay, so we have more than one. <laughs> All right, um, yeah. So we're gonna do a woo woo to so 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 so. so, so. Uh, I, I would I ask totally if you've forgot. been drinking, but I don't think <laughs> no, so. No, I have not been drinking. Because you drove over here, so. That doesn't stop a lot of people. Yeah. Well, so, he is. I'm, I'm a responsible person. Most of the time, yes. Yeah. I would well, say there so. was that one time in Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was across the international date and like nothing counts. Uh, I don't know if I was or not. Am I? One? Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and folks, we set a new record for derailing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do woo-woo segment. That was the word I was going for. A woo-woo tube segment is what I was getting at. I, I totally forgot the word. I was going to section? Section doesn't sound right. That was everybody's week. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's been interesting. You've been on the road a lot and doing some work. You've been involved in yeah. I came the I, behind the scenes of the South by Southwest thing. Yeah, yeah. I was doing uh, uh, interviews. I was in the audio portion of of interviews for a uh, Music Madness ATX 2015, which is sort of an off South by Southwest okay. uh, 
event, but they've been doing it for nine years. Sounded more like a professional wrestling thing. It does, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, in fact, none, none of the bands got in any fights or anything. Which no. Is, yeah. They had a stage for it. But we got we had a couple of rain delays, and and got a couple of bands didn't show up because it was raining. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah. So I went on the road and then came back. I've been on the road for one work and then came back and went on the road for <laughs> another thing. So that was fun. Met some really cool bands, some really cool people. So that's that's good. Neat. Uh, and it'll be up online uh, on YouTube's in about a month, maybe two months, uh, with all the interviews. And you can see what I did. You can or, see the audio work that Gary did. Yes, <laughs> you can. You can see what what they did visually, and then the audio will be mine. Mm-hmm. What what I did? Well, I mean, it's the people speaking. I didn't you just know, ignore I'm, all the screaming children in the background. And the... Actually, the, the the real problem was is that we we had a, a small uh, camper trailer. And uh, I just imagine like a, the the Sixth Street Austin crowds coming up to this camper trailer and just rocking it back and forth. <laughs> where you're trying to do an interview, not no, so much that. No, no, it was it was a little bit off the street, and like we weren't you know downtown. We were just south of downtown. Um, if you know Austin folks across the river at Aussies, good food there. Uh, before I continue with, it, I have to say this is Aussies dot com slash skeptic wire yeah. for uh, no discount. Yeah. But if you if you do go there and you get the the shrimp and blackened uh, fish salad, they this is the only place I know of that takes the tail off of the shrimp. <gasps> That's awesome. I know. I don't know why nobody ever does that. I don't know, but they did, and I was just like, oh wow. So uh, I still have to do my Those, Yelp review. So they were fancy, is what you're saying? <laughs> what fancy? Yes, yes, they were. They could. I, I, for some reason, I heard fences. Yes, I do audio. <laughs> <laughs> there are fences? No. <laughs> Very small, tiny, smelly fence. Smelly fence. <laughs> smelly <laughs> fence. What? That's the aboriginal they? word for shrimp. Smelly shrimp. fence. <laughs> smelly fence. <laughs> Hey, throw a fence on the bob. Yeah, it doesn't make anyway. Uh, so, See, folks, we don't just get punchy in the middle of the night when we record late into the evening. In the mid-afternoon, we yes. get silly. Yes. Um, so it was cool. Oh, so we were right next to the stage in this little RV uh, for for our English and British and UK listeners, a caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want to sing. Na, 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 na. Okay, Caravan. The, the I know the yeah, song. We're, we're yeah. Okay, we're following. Some people not. There's a song called Caravan. There's also a Spinal Tap song called Clam Caravan, but that's completely different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just call Gary Mister <laughs> Tangent this week. <laughs> I've been I've been silent. I've been silent for days. <laughs> So we were right next to the stage, and so <laughs> whenever now the the microphone I'm using picks up everything, uh, but I also had multiple mics that were pointed at the stage because I was doing uh, I was trying to use a technique to cancel out other noise other than the talking by pointing a mic in the opposite direction. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> um, so what would happen is the bass uh, would rattle. <laughs> This little RV camper trailer. <laughs> it was really loud, so uh, it was it was a fun audio event. 
So it wasn't just interviews, it was also mini concerts? Well, it was, well, yeah, uh, a band would play and they would come into the RV and then do like a 10 minute interview, mm -hmm. you know, you know, where, what, where, where'd you get the name? Where'd you get your inspiration from? What instrument what, do you play? What's your process? Yeah. What's your favorite color? <laughs> what's your quest? Um, but so it was, it was interesting, Okay, and, but they're really great bands. They, uh, the last band was delayed by an hour, uh, last night. And so they were playing at, uh, they were supposed to go on at 11 and end at midnight and they ended up ending at one o'clock. So it was a very long day because I've been there since two thirty, no three, doesn't matter. Uh, but they they came, they were on tour from from Italy. Oh wow! So I felt really bad because they were here, you know, <laughs> not not like from Fort Worth or even from Wisconsin. There's a band from Wisconsin called Sunspot. You should check them out. Um, but you know that's a twenty hour drive. But these guys kind of you know, came across the pond, and then the lake. And then, like a, a creek, and then over the river to to Austin. grandmother's house we go. Yes, and my what large ears we had, <laughs> Donna. Let's let's cut this off. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think Gary's going to stop. Yeah. How was your week? Did you do anything interesting Friday well, afternoon evening? Well, of course, I did something interesting. Uh, you and I went to go see Penn and Teller, which Bastards. was. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> yes, Gary bought the tickets and then couldn't, and then couldn't go. <laughs> so we had a great time at that. I we had an amazing time. I mean, Gary, you should have. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a good time. <laughs> um, it was it was really interesting to hear Penn talk about how he met Teller and got his start. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? oh, okay. He so, did a bit on you know basically the sideshow element of his career and how that really inspired him and um seeing teller doing some sideshow-esque uh magic the, tricks the, the swallowing needles right. that was yeah. the which he still does to this day and he did for us mm -hmm. friday night which is a tough trick in a big ass theater yeah like the majestic in san antonio but it's really street level type magic yeah there was i mean some of the tricks were at that level i mean it's hard to do card tricks at a stage show right. But you know, it was it was at least the rest of the show is entertaining enough that amateur magicians are relying explicitly on this is the trick. But the story of Penn and Teller, their patter, makes it entertaining even if you can't see. I don't know what the fuck that card is. Right, but they also did some of their classics. I mean, they did the phone in the fish classic that they oh, yeah. always open up with. They did the rose, which is just to me that is just truly a piece of art. Mm hmm. Um, uh, did, did they do the bullet catch? No. Okay. So I still think I know how they did that. <laughs> I'm guessing things like that are a little harder to do in, in a theater. They don't have full oh, control that's, over that's everything. True. That's true. The, yeah. the, the fish phone trick, I thought that was more involved until I started thinking about more about how it could have been done. <laughs> that it's like, okay, well, I guess they could do that anywhere based on what, what I think is going on. Well, I know they've done it on Letterman. Yeah. But uh, the, a, a neat little thing that uh, Penn did, I think it's the monologue he was doing after Teller had to go dry off because he was in a dunk tank for 12 <laughs> minutes. minutes, talked about basically because he's a skeptic and an atheist, he doesn't want all the answers. He wants there to be mystery out there. So he doesn't want everybody to try to figure out what the tricks are. Sometimes you can just sit there and be entertained. Sure. 
And and part of me, you know, was like, I want to figure out how they did the fish and the cell phone trick. And I thought about it. But in the end, it was like, even if that is how I thought they did it, doesn't matter. It was still entertaining. That's the point. Yeah, and right. it, it's the it's the process that's the cool thing, not necessarily the the end result. Yeah, that 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 uh, that speech about being a skeptic and being secular and that kind of thing didn't quite have as much anus clenching as the uh, American flag. American flag and the Constitution trick where they. Oh, yeah. They use it the looks flash like paper. they burn right. American flag. There was a little bit of anus clenching on that a one. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. This is Central Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I got to say. <laughs> but it was a and 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 then and and then and see, it's not just me. It was an entertaining show. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, no, I I'd, I'd seen them uh, twice before, mm-hmm. so it wasn't all that big of a. But yeah. Well, like I said, I'm glad you guys got got to go in yes, next and, time. And yeah. thank you. It was wonderful. We had a really great time. But I have some sad news to report. I cheated on the podcast last weekend. <gasps> <gasps> you you harlot. Yes. I am actually uh, one of the featured guests on Jedi Cole's Universe. It is a podcast out of North Texas. They were mm-hmm. at Alcon where I was premier, uh, not premiering, but showing one of my movies. And so I got to talk about that. And yes, I did mention us. So maybe, <laughs> hi, anybody who actually listens to the other <laughs> podcast, please come and listen to us. But I had a lot of fun up in Dallas, got to meet Doug Jones, a.k.a. Abe Sapien, for those of you who are movie watchers. Genuinely the nicest guy in Hollywood I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Cool. Excellent. And there was one other, I, it was an announcement actually a couple of weeks ago that I was, thought was pretty interesting. You know, thinking of like the, the, the next time going to a show or whatever. A few years ago, there was the Reason Rally, and apparently they've announced that there is going to be a Reason Rally in 2016. So, cool. Road trip. <laughs> Harpo. I don't want to go. <laughs> one other thing about Reason Rally 2016. Dave Silverman is not actually the president. He's on the board of it. But the main people who are putting it together, all women. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Moorhead, Jimmy LeBay. I, I can't remember. The Shannon Nebo from Be Secular. Yeah. That group. But yeah, it was really nice to hear Dave Silverman, you know, announce these women, you know, some of which we know. And it was like, it was like, ooh, I, I, <laughs> I think I'll have to go to this. And Hopefully it won't rain. <laughs> Well, they they did post uh, what was your favorite experience, and I was being snarky that morning, so I didn't actually post this, but I had it all written out and poised to to send. And I was like, I like the uh, the wet, rainy, cold uh, oneness of it <laughs> of the last reason rally. <laughs> the last reason rally. It yeah. was a lot of fun. It, yeah, but it'd be nice if it wasn't so drizzly. It's entirely possible that it'll be drier next time. Yeah, it could be fucking hot next time, and that wouldn't, might be worst. Sure. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to let that accidental tea go. It is a very subtle <laughs> rebuke. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what were we talking about today? How was yours? Uh, are, are, are you combining yours? Well, the, the fun thing of, of the, the Penn and Teller show was kind of the main thing, and... Uh, Harpo had kind of a tough night last night because I host some board game nights at my house, and uh, one of my friends brought a friend who has a service dog, 
Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of slowly introduce the dogs and, you know, they weren't like best friends or anything. Plus there are 20 people in my living room approximately. And you could tell Harpo was just kind of like, this is a lot to deal with right now. <laughs> so just having you two here, she is like a pig in shit. Uh, happy to have friendly faces around and all that. So your, coo- your, your things are sad balloons. I think if you turn them upside down, they're, uh, Bags, like treasure bags. Sad balloon. (laughs) (laughs) I may cut this out, but dear listener, Gary is talking about some coasters that my friends gave me that are leather and they kind of look like they have treasure bags on them. Or they could be sad balloons. Wearing okay, we're a, taking a vote. Wearing an abbreviated necktie. Yes. The, sad balloon. Sad balloon. <laughs> sad balloon. Two to one. All right. Sad balloon. Forget the whole paleo stuff. The picture for this week's um, podcast that we post to Facebook <laughs> will be options for viewing this coaster and what it looks like. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. Okay. We're at 30 minutes now or yeah, five hours? 20 minutes in, <laughs> yes. So those people who want us to get down to the facts and not talk about our lives and just uh, shoot so, the shit. Sorry, it sucks to be you. Yeah, they stopped so listening about three years ago. <laughs> so we're going to talk about paleo. Yeah. Uh, we've we've occasionally mentioned paleo kind of <laughs> off, offhand as we were discussing other stuff. But I don't think we've ever really gone into it as a thing. No, I don't think we have. Nah, no, we've, no, we've mocked portions, uh, yeah. uh, specific things, but this guy's going to give us uh, a brief history of the paleo diet. Yes, exactly. So we're going to get in touch with our uh, inner what, Neanderthal, or no? Inner uh, Australopithecina. Aus- yeah, yeah, Australopithecina, do- uh, Dolly, Dorii, or something like that, right? Uh, Australopithecina, Boise. Boise, that's the one, yeah. Which yeah. is in Idaho. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I haven't really like researched where the paleo diet started and who thought it up, but I think it started somewhere around the 1960s, probably around the same time that people are thinking of things like the Atkins diet or or stuff like that. And it is a fairly popular, well-known diet. I'm sure everybody pretty much has heard of it, but most of it refers to the Paleolithic era before kind of the modern agricultural era of human beings. So generally, it's supposed to be about 2.6 million years ago to about 10,000 years ago when we started doing agriculture and stuff. You, you think like 10 million years BC, you know, the Ringo Starr with a, a spear and a dinosaur and that kind of stuff, that kind of caveman era eating. And the assumption is that if you eat like a caveman, that's healthier for you. Uh, we get into some of those kind of things with this video. We've got... Um... Before we move on... Go ahead. Uh, according to an American Science blogspot.com article from 2013, it says that uh, a lot of people who've written about the paleo diet cite a 1985 article in New England Journal of Medicine entitled Paleolithic Nutrition, A Consideration of Its Nature and Current Implications mm-hmm. as their source. Right. So it may not even be They may as... even only just talk about there was an article that said paleolithic yeah. diet so we're just going to go off that one. Yeah. I yeah, I, so I don't not, know may, the full history of this may, one. It may be more modern than we think. Yeah. So somewhere in the it basically only really has become a thing in the last let's say 30 to 50 years. Okay. I I can go with that. It is not something that has been around since the 
1500s as, oh, we should live like cavemen to be healthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although they weren't. <laughs> well, they were effectively kind of living like them, except that they had uh, mm-hmm. agriculture. Yeah. The, the main idea of paleo is to eschew all the modern agricultural era foods. So anything dairy related pretty much at all. Agricultural products, which include like wheat and nuts, legumes, peas, beans, anything we've cultivated, uh, we can get into more how that's that's a problem because we cultivate a lot of stuff nowadays. And basically anything that has, especially in the last hundred years, been quote unquote processed foods. Yeah. So, I mean, even just they allow maybe some natural sugars or something like that, but processed sugars they don't like. You know, you can have some honey because that's Paleolithic, that's natural, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, processed sugars, you know, your average Swanson frozen food thing, definitely pop, right out. Pop, pop tarts are, you know. No, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're bad on pop tarts. <laughs> the only thing that would make pop tarts worse to a, a paleo diet person was if you dip them in milk. Oh, I was thinking if you sandwiched a donut with them and made like a super sugar donut sandwich. And now we're pissing off Sorry, Donna, Donna again. <laughs> Sorry, Donna. So, yeah, we kind of joked about this before we started recording the show that in some ways, because you're eschewing any kind of wheat products and any grains pretty much at all, it 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 could be something that you, Donna, could follow with a passion and be obnoxious about like the paleo people. And like I said before, I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> Actually, I think she's just going to turn into a vegetarian zombie. Vegan, basically? You know what? The only way that it could be worse is if I started crossfitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll just be wandering around uh, looking at things like donuts and just going, grains. <laughs> but then it... <laughs> That was good. But then if she did that, she couldn't have... Basically, what is a, a gluten-free salad, which is basically a pile of bacon. Ah. Uh, oh, bacon. You can have bacon, though, right? Yes, I can have bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, paleo is very, like, yeah, meat is good, especially if it's fried in its own fat or, or, or cooked in its own fat. Um, but not boiled in its uh, mother's milk. No, wait, that's... That, a, that's, that's like Deuteronomy or something. Yeah. That's kosher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leviticus. Um, you know, they're, they're fine on some fruits, but the, definitely heavy on the vegetables, some nuts, but not all nuts. So it's, it's like if the more quote unquote natural a nut it is, I don't know. It, it, there's a, there, there's a fine line with nuts in the paleo diet. Take that as you will. Right. There's also a fine line in, in the, uh, New England book of medicine about who's nuts and who's not. So yeah, it, it carries over. Is that the DSM-5 now that yeah. we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. But this week we have an YouTube video called A Brief History of the Paleo Diet um, by the YouTube user ShredUcated. Who looks nothing like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a shame, I guess. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the guy is your pretty much typical kind of... Um, he looks like a Jersey gym rat. Yeah, he's he he is fit and muscled. Uh, he's got the kind of tussled, gelled hair and a um, spray-on tan. I sure, maybe could be. I'm trying to figure out. Remember the kind of sleeveless shirt. 
that says, keep strong and lift on. So very into, obviously, exercising and, and whatever. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out uh, his history with the paleo diet, not just the history of the paleo diet as we get into this video. So do you think we need any more preamble, folks? No. Just be prepared for my hacking and outbursts. Yeah. Outrage. <laughs> so, yeah, here we go. A brief history of the paleo diet. The paleo diet. Where'd it come from? Who's it for? Will it work for me? This is a brief history of the paleo diet. I'm a weak. Started out well, kind of ended weak. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't like the brief history? No, I like that yeah, part. Okay. But he kind of tailed off on the paleo diet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's trying to go for that um, epic rap, ba rap battles of history yes. kind of but thing. Trying to trail off at the end. That's and he's got little cartoony type things showing up on the uh, on the screen. Things like gorillas and dinosaurs and stuff. So it's it's a very slickly produced video, even though the video of just the guy, who the shreducated guy, is in front of a pale wall with a potted plant to one side and a couple of barbells to the other side on a table. And, and one thing that really kind of annoyed me is right behind his head, he has a mark on the wall. <laughs> and I kept on thinking that was on my screen. <laughs> so, uh, Shredjucated, if, if you uh, hear this, um, fix that, would you? <laughs> the, the thing is, shouldn't a mark for an actor be where the actor can see it? I don't think, I don't think it's a mark. I, no, there's, I think a, it's he took something down. A, a nail on the wall for, because, you know, he had a picture of... It, it's not somewhere. a nail. It's, it's a big... It's like a birthmark. See, now wall. I'm going to be distracted looking for that all this time. You, you, wait until he'll, he'll move left. You'll see. All right. So um, he's into the paleo diet. Let's see what's next. Begin in my trial run with the paleo diet, I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to look into some of the logic and the origins behind the diet. Why? So uh, we cut off a little bit there, but basically he said he's only a week into his trial run with the paleo diet. So he's only just started this, but he's obviously very enthusiastic about what's going on. It doesn't look like he's he a needs crossfitter. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But it doesn't look like he needs the paleo diet. I mean, look yeah. at him. He doesn't need it. <laughs> Why bother? You're doing you're doing well, sir. He probably does not eat a lot of like cookies and Doritos and exercises, and that's good for him. Yes, that I mean we can get into more of that later. But the the problem with the paleo diet is that it's not in not some ways intrinsically dangerous diet. It's not like the grapefruit only diet or something like that. It does generally kind of balance some stuff. It's it's, it's a yeah. balanced diet. Yeah, it's but just it's it's a kind of a boring, horrible diet. <laughs> <laughs> it also promises a hell of a lot more than it can probably sure. deliver. All right, let's get back to the video. Myself and so many others come to eat paleo. In order to do this, we need to go back a few years. Wait, actually, no. The reason that so many people are going to eat paleo is because someone told them they should eat paleo, and everybody's <laughs> doing it. Yeah, the fad diet part of it yeah. is uh, an issue. Yep. All right, so we're about to get a history lesson on, apparently, human evolution. Yes, but first we have to go back a few years. Just a few. It all started about 7 million years ago when an ancient primate ancestor decided to split 
into four separate species. That is so wrong! (laughs) (laughs) So biology is not his forte. (laughs) Nor is anthropology or anatomy or or history. (laughs) So the first part of the problem with that is clearly the word decided to split. Because human the, evolution doesn't work that way. Yes, humans just didn't one day decide, along with chimpanzees, bonobos, orangutans, to just go, "Fuck you, gorillas! We're starting <laughs> our own thing." <laughs> it, it it almost smacks of the if uh, humans evolved from chimpanzees, why are there still chimpanzees? Kind of logic, right? But it's also like um, on Partners in Crime in. Doctor Who. Like, suddenly the adipose just split from the human. Just, <laughs> boom, they're gone. <laughs> you know? Although, I, I, I do get a feeling that some of this is tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> some of it is, yeah. But the, 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 the saying, the science that they decide to split, and only to four species, gorillas, chimps, bonobos, and humans, which he, he'll get to in a second. But yeah. as Donna mentioned, there's lots of other great apes, and, and humans aren't one thing either. Well, okay. There's one other quote great primate and that's orangutans that he didn't mention but he also didn't mention the split from old world to new world which new world is considered you know anything you find in south america and then uh, yes he's wrong that's all i can say (laughs) is there an issue with the um the seven million year figure because it's it's like there's been a constant evolution that's probably chimpanzee to human maybe possibly because our I mean, when you get into the the science of it, Artipithecus ramidus is around that seven million split. And it, what exactly was Artipithecus ramidus? I mean, right. was it more primate? Was it more human? We don't know. We haven't really decided because is that got, one of those like, ones we were have like a few teeth and maybe part of a jaw or something? Yeah, there's a little tiny bit. When you look at it, I mean, you have the split from chimpanzees and bonobos to human. You have a split, you know, with orangutans. You have a split with gorillas. Yeah. You know. There's lots of different splits. It's not, it didn't happen at 1.7 million years ago where basically one being like divided into four things. Right. It doesn't understand the gradual change, the whole thing. So a bit of a schmuck scientifically. But I I guess uh, what we're going to find out next is apparently the reason for the split. The reason why... The decision was made to split. Chimps, bonobos, and humans. Humans, jealous of the gorilla's alpha stature, embarked on a seven million year pursuit that exercised physiology, nutritional science, manufactured metal, copious amounts of steroids, and tiny bikini bottoms have finally led us to conquer. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I think he's just listening to things that that we've... (laughs) That humans have have made. Almost four years into doing the show, I think that's the first head desk Donna has needed to do. And uh, I have a feeling it's not going to be the last. Yeah, so apparently the reason for human evolution... Are bikinis. Oh, well, and, and mainly that I'll we were... i that. We were... <laughs> <laughs> you sexist fuck. <laughs> they showed basically a, a, a banana hammock... Not a uh, female bikini. Yeah, it was, I think it was a mankini, which... Yeah. <laughs> but apparently the whole reason for human evolution wasn't, like, adaptation to environment, not standing up to see over grasses or coming down from the trees or whatever. It's because we were jealous of gorillas. Yeah. 
and and he uses that as 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 proof later on in the video and and that's that's just i don't know who told him that <laughs> no no scientist would ever say that we evolved because we were jealous uh, no scientists but uh certainly <laughs> some christian groups might because right. they, they, they wouldn't use the word evolved <laughs> well that's yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so um, we, because of bikini bottoms and steroids and metals, we evolved. But before that, let's rewind a little bit. Again? Two and a half million years ago is when anatomically modern humans arrived. Is that about right? Give or take. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not as upset with that statement. Let's just... He, he, uh, he, he did some Googling, apparently. They lived in tribes of about 15 to 50 people which was great for activities like hunting, gathering, and incest. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> All right, so was it about 15 to 50 people? Uh, average, okay, so average would probably be about 25, and yes, groups like this, hunter-gatherers, suffer from fission-fusion activities of when food is plentiful. There's more of them. Groups gather together. And so you probably would go up to 50, maybe even 75. But when food is lean, like, oh, say, those fucking winter months, they're going to go smaller because guess what? People die off and people are out spreading out, spreading yeah. out to find food. <laughs> no, that's, and, that's, and, not, that's not how it happened. There, there was obviously they would just go down to the uh, Whole Foods store and purchase <laughs> uh, through grunting and pointing uh, their Grains. Oh wait, not grains. Uh, sorry, I'll just shut up. I'm apples. I, I, I am being stared at angrily. <laughs> Additionally, these groups, like when they would fuse together, that's when like marriages would happen and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I use that traditional term marriage. Yes. You mean like the squirrels in office space? Yes. So these groups would actually, when they came together, that's when they would basically marry off the daughters, right? There was a so lot of exchange. So this whole idea of incest, even even Australopithecines got the idea of don't fuck your sister <laughs> because it's going to be bad. Yes, that's an, it. May not be bad immediately, but it will be bad eventually. That's generally like an animal instinct. Yes, going way beyond like primates and, and great apes and all that kind of stuff. Most creatures generally don't try not their to sister. fuck their sister. Yeah. Or vice it's versa. only it's only Egyptians and royal families that really get <laughs> off on it. But that was more because of economics and stuff that people had this diluted idea that it was better to keep money within the family. It was also the diluted idea that they all came from God and therefore must remain pure. Yeah, something like that. So, all right. So uh, we had small tribes. Okay, fine. And uh, hunting gathering. Fine. Yes. Not necessarily a reason to do a diet, but um, incest probably not. Um, then, but, but then there's this, this aside about incest, and he's trying to back that up. Yeah. What? There's 15 people. Of course, a couple of boys are banging their mom. Don't be stupid, okay? Don't be, don't be stupid. But putting that aside for a minute. You are but, stupid. <laughs> I, I, that must be some, like, in-joke kind I, of Yeah, I think thing. he's, I, I, I just think that this part is just, she's trying to be funny. Yeah, trying to be silly. Shocking. And, yeah, um, so he thinks incest. But anyway, so he put that aside, and he's going to go back to talking about hunting and gathering, which is pretty much all the paleo is is based on, that idea. Hunting and gathering led to diets that were rich in micronutrients, essential aminos, and essential fats. How? Time out. As Gary just asked, 
How? Because these guys were eating to survive. They didn't really get a lot of choice <laughs> in what they were eating. Yeah, and that, that, that's kind of the, the whole point I had about I, the last time we've talked about this is they only have what's available in the area in which they are hunting and gathering. Mm-hmm. So this guy shows avocados and and uh, walnuts and pecans and and it's just like all of those stuff doesn't don't right. grow all together. The the paleo is this highly prescribed kind of percentage of you should eat this much in meat, this much in nuts, this much in maybe you know a small percentage in fruits. But yeah, like just if you had like hunter gatherers in Africa or up in Europe or the Inuits or Australians, Aborigines or whatever. They just eat what is around. Yeah, and they're not they're not doing a plate with uh, a side of meat and some greens. Yeah, and it's like we'll eat the greens, and then when we get the meat, we'll eat the meat. Right, because meat was harder to come by. Mm-hmm. Back two and a half million years ago, and before we were scavenging what was left over from the bigger hunters. I mean, that fucking saber toothed tiger that left the, the heart—that's what we were eating. Okay, right. because he wanted. The leg muscles and, and all of that jazz. He didn't want the organ meat. So guess what? That's what we were eating. Right. So that, that goes on to the hypothesis that, quote, unquote, hunter-gatherers weren't quite as much hunters as they, as, were, gatherers. As they were gatherers and scavengers. Right. Because, I mean, there's evidence of bones having been basically chewed on by saber-toothed tigers and then human marks left on top of it going, hmm. Which ate first, the human or the saber-toothed tiger? Kind of thinking <laughs> the tiger did. Yeah. The, uh, a lot of this, uh, I read something in, in researching about this. Apparently, there's this idea called optimal foraging theory, which is, like Donna was saying, like when it's the seasons are good and there's fruit around, when people all kind of came together and tribes merged and reshuffled, they specialized in whatever was rich foods for them. If they could get meat... They specialized in that. If they could get fruits or whatever, they specialized that. But in the winter times or when it was a drought or something, they just ate whatever they could. Leaves, roots, tubers, uh, grasses. And and the whole idea of paleo saying, well, you shouldn't eat any grains, that's what grasses are. And, and omnivore humans ate that kind of stuff back then. There have been like carbon testing of teeth, Is- enamels, Isotope. and fossilizing. Yes, Isotope thank you. Testing. That said, well, yeah, they're probably grains, or this may have been kind of fruit-based from this family of fruits. It wasn't like, oh, they ate this Granny Smith apple. It was they ate fleshy fruits or grains because there was a grain stuck in the tooth or something. Right. And popcorn. I just just want it noted. Not so much for the popcorn. We were jealous of the gorillas. Gorillas are by nature frugivores. They are fruit eaters. Yeah. So eat a fucking banana, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you have access to them. Well, that yeah, that's <laughs> yes. Go for if you have at access ATV. to them, <laughs> and if you ignore the fact that they're talking about, oh well, don't eat grains and dairy or whatever, only kind of fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. But all the almost all the fruits and vegetables we have nowadays that you could get, even at Whole Foods, are all cultivated and modern modern foods like all the. The broccoli, the cauliflower, the cabbage, the Brussels sprouts, all of that is from one old natural plant that we have cultivated into these different varieties. Are they saying, no, we're not going to eat broccoli because that wasn't around 10,000 years ago? Well, no. and some of the stricter ones probably would say that. Right. Well, they wouldn't be able to eat the broccoli anyway because we've 
changed them to become larger plants than what right. they used to be. Mm-hmm. We've we've purposely bred them to be larger and more nutritious. Mm-hmm. Same with cows and pigs and corn. I mean, corn is a prime example. We have examples of people going back in South America, I mean, thousands of years, and harvesting teosinte, which was about the size of your little finger, and it's been so processed and so evolutionized and so human-driven that now corn on the cob is the natural. So we went from baby corn to corn on the cob. Yeah. Yeah. Teosinte. (laughs) So yeah, so, so the niblets came first. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he the the narrator guy just made claims about micronutrients, essential aminos, essential fats. It's uh, not I'm, like the, I'm sure I'm the paleo sure the, people knew what was I'm going sure on. I'm sure Lucy looked at a gourd and went, "Hmm, there's no label on this. I wonder what amino acids yeah. this is going to give me." <laughs> if if they With my caloric intake. If if they had experienced that it was safe to eat, if they had it, they ate it. Right. <laughs> and if they ate something and it was either, you know, extremely awful tasting or extremely smelly or something, they probably didn't eat it or they waited till mm-hmm. the guy keeled over and went, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't eat that. Yeah. And and like in good times where they could find like meats and fruits and vegetables and nuts and stuff, they would eat those. But in the cho- choice between, say, bark and grasses, they ate the grasses because yep. they could eat that better. So, yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of bullshit. So, uh, let's go back to the video. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll never finish. They may have been motherfuckers, but they were healthy motherfuckers. No, they weren't. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. So, the motherfuckers is a reference to the incest joke about five minutes ago. And, yeah, the the idea that they were healthy, more healthy. Just like sharks can't get cancer. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's wrong. Well, let's pause for a second and get back to the video because he's going to say how healthy they were. Other diet, our hunter-gatherer ancestors had little to no risk at all of disease or illness. Bullshit! 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 <laughs> bullshit! And I really can't say this again, but bullshit. Yeah. I mean, there even... is there is evidence of infections. There is evidence of viruses. There is evidence of cancer. There is. There's evidence. Yeah, this is this is an uneducated, incorrect statement. I think I, I read something where they studied uh, mummified remains that could find all over the world of hunter-gatherer type tribes or just older kind of modern humans, maybe in the last couple thousand years, but mummified remains of hunter-gatherer tribe or whatevers. And they did find things like heart disease. Yeah. Because it does happen. Cancer does okay. happen. Well, even in the, in the hunter-gatherer era. We need to play the next line because this what he says about them they have no risk at all of disease or illness i mean i almost think this is a poe now play play the next <laughs> yeah. line well it a lot of it the transcript that i wrote out doesn't exactly um inform the full amount of the video there's some in his tone and there's some visual stuff that the listeners won't get but i'll play it right now as scientists have recently discovered from their immaculately maintained medical records the so he's uh, the the what the picture shows is a cartoon of cavemen drawing on the cave and saying, "I think they'll understand what our medical records were." So I think he's being a little facetious. I think he's being a lot facetious yeah. there because there are no medical. There, there's no medical no records. records. Yeah, but they it's like this writing. offhand comment of, "Well, they were healthy because ha ha ha, they kept such accurate records." But 
that he shows no proof otherwise except for this joke. Oh, it it could be it could be that they didn't need medical records because they were so healthy. Yes, living to maybe on average at, at 30, most thirty maybe. to forty. Most kids dying by fifteen, that kind of thing. So okay, so I I I misunderstood my misunderstanding of his misapprehension of what he was talking about. Yes, exactly. I, not all of it comes through, even just in the text or the audio. But yeah, I, I mean, this entire video, he is this kind of um, sculpted guy who's doing a lot of the bro gestures and. And you can tell he is enthusiastic about this, at least. So I think he believes it. But I don't think again, it's fully yeah. Poe level, but yeah. he's trying to be silly and entertaining, but he's also doesn't have the facts on his side. No. And he's just a new convert to Paleo. He's, like you said, he's only, only been a week. doing it for a week or so. The risk of disease in the Paleolithic era is one of the reasons why it's theorized that the Paleo diet is so effective. So the idea, idea here is that Paleolithic era had low disease risk. Oh yeah, because starvation and high starvation is not contagious. <laughs> so actually, it is starvation, high infant mortality, malaria, yeah. uh, guinea worm, uh, you know, all the kind of horrible, disgusting um, parasites oh, that people can just get. basically getting pink eye and dying from that. I mean, that's <laughs> a really it is. I mean. Tetanus. A small cut. Uh, yeah. Diarrhea. Yes. Right. <laughs> Cholera. Lots of people die of diarrhea now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, to me, this is this a naturalistic fallacy of, look, they were so natural. Look yeah. at what they ate and everything else. And they were so healthy. No, they weren't. If they were healthy, they would have maintained <laughs> their medical records, dude. <laughs> yes. Ringo Starr's Caveman is not a historical document. <laughs> so yeah exactly what you said donna pretty much all of this boils down is to natural is better and yeah so let's keep going and this leads us to the next era the agricultural age so, Ten thousand years. <laughs> so we go from the paleolithic era to Ten thousand years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah well i mean nothing in between yeah the it, it kind of points on uh one problem i have with paleo is it, it, it takes this one slice of human history and says that we stopped there. We stopped evolving and, and, and you know, a couple million years ago. And, and that is what we should do because that is what's natural as opposed to assuming that we have not changed at all since. Ignoring things like, I think, blue eyes evolved only in the last maybe five, ten thousand years. I read mm -hmm. that somewhere. Um, and, and just since the agricultural age, the best example is that, uh, when we started doing agriculture and having animals around, we started drinking more milk into adulthood and a lot of people, not everybody developed the ability to be able to drink milk and, and tolerate lactose yeah. into adulthood because we evolved, we changed and, and milk can be. If people overemphasize something like milk, maybe it's not good, but it's not bad for you. It's bad for the people around well, you. Well, the, the other side of that is, is that it's not just that, you know, we evolved to process casein and lactose. Mm -hmm. We had basically seven different regions in the world that evolved this independently. Exactly. Like uh, Asians are not as good with lactose because they didn't focus on that agriculturally. So they have less of the lactose tolerance. Right. Exactly. And and whatever other mixtures, you know, some 
places are better at uh like the Inuit diet is almost exclusively based off like seals and whales and 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 that kind of fat and blubber and meat they not, almost have no fruits and vegetables not not mangoes and I mean, no, not so much. Those, what about avocados? They, I mean, <laughs> they, 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 they don't avocados grow up there? Yeah, they were ignoring that whole essential aminos, <laughs> micronutrients thing. They just thought, hey, there's something I can eat. I'm going to eat it. Right. And the Inuits, and that's actually a really interesting anthropological sort of aside here. A lot of places develop agriculture as a response to this growing population. The Inuits didn't i mean they grew expansive populations but it was solely based on their basically the plentiful fish and and mm -hmm. walruses that they were able to eat and when you have enough food to feed a civilization guess what your civilization grows by any means necessary right whether it's agriculture or just hey there's a lot of meat here. there's a lot of fucking meat <laughs> <laughs> and it's stupid and it's slow and we can catch them <laughs> <laughs> and then we can breed it to be more stupid or slow if we have the ability to right. trap it like cows like cows yeah whose natural habitat should be h-e-b <laughs> Ago, some of our ancestors realized that they could cultivate plant and animal life, making it possible to feed communities much larger than 15 to 50 people. And this led to the rise of civilization. Kinda, uh, yeah. kinda. It's kind of a, a, a chicken-egg thing, which yeah. came first, agriculture, or... Did we have enough larger... people that we needed to find a way to make more food, that kind of thing? It could well, have been one that way? I mean, but they're also missing, you know, like shepherding, which came about and, mm -hmm. and everything else so it's not like we went from oh look let's find some raspberries over here and, <laughs> and try to kill an iguana right to oh my god we're we're ranchers <laughs> yeah, that isn't how it works there's probably a slow evolution of i, I mean and there's been uh, some stuff i read about some say south american hunter-gatherer tribes where they mostly do hunting and gathering and some trade with modern people, but that's like a tiny percentage of their diet. But they also do some cultivation, just a little bit. Right. They do a little cultivation. They also breed animals like sheep mm -hmm. and everything else. And, and you see this, especially with like the Sam Kung in Africa, where they'll basically have a route that takes them a year. And they basically run these animals around for a year. And they, they know what to eat. And then they also are raising their own meat. Mm -hmm. So it's not... But they're still, you know, small hunter-gatherer sort of groups. But technically, raising your own plants and raising your own animals and kind of keeping them kind of domesticated is technically agriculture. Yes. But the paleo diet would say that's evil. Yes. And and that's unhealthy for you where the, it's – meat is meat. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's the argument to be made with the paleo that I can kind of understand and, and it's a part of various other diets – even just medical advice is to avoid processed foods because there's added salts or maybe some of the processing takes the nutrients out because it's just uh, more preservative type stuff. I, I can kind of understand that, but that's not exclusive to the paleo stuff. And it does not mean that modern agriculture is evil and will, like, kill you in the night. <laughs> Not not quickly, no. Yeah, the, the the image of the paleo diet is a loaf of Wonder Bread is going to sneak onto your bed at night and stab you in the face. Could be. I, I'm sure Am I the only one who has that image? <laughs> Am I the only one who had that dream? <laughs> yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they, they think <laughs> Yes, but you're not naked on a pyramid with thousands uh, of women throwing little, little pickles, pickles at, at me. you. Yeah. Pickles. Real it's genius. It's a real genius. 
Wow. Oh, if I missed that one. Huh. That movie or that quote? The quote. Hmm. I know. Which surprises me because I would figure that one would be like firmly burned into your brain. I, I, I know. I, because I have, it's talking I, about a guy in sun god robes and naked women throwing food at you. I've, I've had other things displace certain things. <laughs> now it's all about Midland, Texas that's <laughs> no, stuck in his called, brain. It's called learning to drive. Take out. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, so where the hell were we? We were uh, uh, in the agricultural age and uh, 15 to 50 people and the rise of civilization. And with it, infectious disease, chronic illness, and body atrophy. Grains, rice, legumes, and dairy became caloric staples, replacing many of the Paleolithic aged foods. Uh, Not exactly. No, didn't replace them. It supplemented them. People still wanted to eat meat. They didn't say, oh, we have rice now, so we can stop eating tasty, tasty cows. Yeah, and it really wasn't until the last, what, century that we started realizing that we can put uh, nutrients into other foods to yeah. supplement stuff that were, well, we're probably going to get into this, but uh, he's going to get to it. Actually, he never says it. The problem is, when, when, you, when you get a society, you start having barter and trade, and so some people are better at it than others, and some people have more to trade than others. And then when you start having a monetary system, people have money and people don't have money, and therefore it's difficult to feed the population, the less fortunate population. And so you mm -hmm. start putting in nutrients into the foods that they eat so that they don't have to eat the entire uh, diversity of You can of fortify foods. bread with vitamins. Vitamin C. Yeah, that sort of thing. Right, because the poorer people aren't, aren't necessarily getting the stuff that they need because they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, or 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 the other the the wealthier classes are hoarding all of the things mm -hmm. that they like. So this this is uh, uh, a sort of a just so kind of story, He's, and and touches on the other idea of a lot of these kind of diets, like veganism and paleo and whatever, are in some ways a rich person's diet. They yeah. they have it's the ability totally a first person <laughs> problem. The, 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 they first have the world. ability to say, it's also first person first person, yeah. I'm only going to eat, uh, buy what I can have at Whole Foods in these certain categories, and I can plan out what I will be able to get, and I can get the $500 antibiotic farm-raised chicken you, you can get the that quinoa was and the kale that yeah. are uh, not available to... Uh, right, and I'm pretty sure that if you approached a Sam Kung and you told him, hey, look, I go to this store and I only buy these specific foods, despite the fact that there are thousands of other stores that sell foods high in nutrition mm -hmm. and are available readily at my go. I literally can can walk a mile and I could eat however much I want. That Sam Kung would punch you in the testicles <laughs> because this is a guy who's probably had trouble finding food and everything yeah. else. When you starve, you don't care what you have available. I'm surprised, uh, well, maybe in other videos, but this video not so much. There's also not as much of the anti-GMO kind of fervor. It's yeah. just general anything modern, which probably might include GMO. It includes GMO, GMO of course it includes GMO. But they don't GMO. call it out specifically. Well, he doesn't yeah. know about GMOs just yet. <laughs> he hasn't, he he hasn't gotten that out. far. Yeah. Only people with sleeves understand GMOs. <laughs> he can't afford sleeves. He can't afford sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford shirts with... Sleeves large enough to fit his muscles inside. Yeah. 
All right, so all this agricultural age stuff apparently replaced Paleolithic food and led to the introduction of infectious disease, because that never happened before. Any sort of chronic yeah, illness. Yeah, that certainly happened a lot yeah. quicker. And and uh, <laughs> the body atrophy thing. Donna, do you know much about the change of body mass and types at the at the change into the agricultural age? Did we uh, yeah, really I mean, become smaller? No, we've been well, we growing bigger. We've been growing bigger for millennia. Right. And just even modern day, the the areas of the the first world areas where there's a lot of access to nutrition tend to be taller. Yes. And 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 that's because you can grow your bones. Yeah. So and, wrong. and yeah. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. This meant less protein, less fat, and less of the essential acids and micronutrients that were attached. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just more of the same of that it replaced all these foods and now nobody eats the proper yeah, nutrients. Cer anymore. Certainly in the eighteenth, seventeenth, and sixteenth century, um mm -hmm. royalty, for example. Yeah, they were the only ones who could get meat yeah. or something like that, or and everybody else. Well, was... more more than just what the serfs got. So yeah, everything was was the kings. Yeah, so there's a there's like the 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 bell curve of well, there's lots of quote unquote natural foods at the beginning of the agricultural area, and then you get like the last couple thousand years where kind of there was the economic divide where not everybody got to eat the same. But nowadays, in the first world at least. Food is much more available and prevalent, so it's a lot easier to get what you want. Hell, you can get out-of-season foods from oh, South right. America shipped up into yeah. North America, so we can eat winter stuff in summer and vice versa. So, um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Fossil records show that during this era, our body mass dropped dramatically. Our bone density weakened, our skeleton shortened. Our muscle mass plummeted. Our pursuit of the alpha primate faced a major setback. Okay, if you're comparing us to Neanderthals, yes. <laughs> we we became smaller and everything else. We are smaller, else. yes. But compare us to the Australopithecine, and hell, I am yeah. a giant compared to them. They were t basically tiny little monkey-type creatures. They were closer. Lucy was three yeah. and a half feet tall. Yeah, so... I am only five foot four. Like I said, I am a giant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know what fossil records he's talking about, but Donna's never heard of them. Well, I mean, you can see the evolution of humans growing taller even in the past 200 years. Mm -hmm. If you look at bed length from the Revolutionary War to now, guess what? We're bigger. Yeah. Although George Washington was six foot four. Yes. But he was... <laughs> He was... It was exceedingly silly. tall for the time. That's why they made him a general, because he could look over people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the only reason. All right, so what do the paleo advocates say next? Advocates point to these issues as more reason to follow their diet. But could the issues of lower protein, lower fat, and lower micronutrients be resolved through technological innovation? Yes. Or was there something more to it? Welcome to the industrial age. So this is where we get into what Gary was mentioning of being able to infuse vitamins and nutrients into modern foods but he still talks about the industrial age with uh doom and gloom in his voice well okay let me i will give him a point here if you go back to hunter gatherers and you look at even modern hunter gatherer tribes those people have much more of an egalitarian society mm -hmm. as we went from egalitarian to these sort of uh sheep herding to 
agriculture to civilization to industrial, we do see that split between the haves and the haves not and the men and the women and da da da. That is a much bigger difference. And women produce like 50% of the world's food and only have access to about 10% of it. Oof. I didn't know those numbers, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's issues in this that are not just because of the diet. It is because of human nature and how our societies have evolved. So he's taking a very complex situation, talking about food. Yeah. And boiling it down to a simple point of this is responsible for human health when human health has a variety of other things yeah. that affect it. And I'm I mean, off my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah, I, but you're keeping it close by. Yeah, she, yeah. she's going to need it for the rest of the video. And uh, as an editorial note, I may suggest that we take longer snippets of the video because we're about an hour into the recording and yeah. we don't want to take up too much of our dear listeners' time. Yeah, so, or, or ours for that matter. <laughs> So um, we have hit a lot of the main points, but um, there's still some silliness to occur, but uh, we'll try to get through it faster. The Industrial Revolution advanced medical technology to a point where we could diagnose disease through more than just anecdotes. Nutrient deficiencies were discovered to be the cause of many diseases. On the screen, he shows pictures of scurvy and rickets. Which are nutritional. Yes, they are. And actually, rickets is on the rise. Again, right. because people That's vitamin don't go D, out, right? Right. Yeah. They don't go out in the sun enough. Like our pale faces. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is win uh, post-winter now. Yeah. But as Donna pointed out earlier today, it's a beautiful day. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, those two diseases are fairly easily fixed by either taking, you know, having a few extra things of vitamin C in like an orange, if you can get it. And the, the scurvy was more of a problem of sailors who just couldn't keep fresh fruits. So, eh, I don't know. All right, let's keep going. These discoveries led to foods being fortified with vitamins and minerals to avoid the issues caused in the agricultural age without having to revert to a paleolithic diet. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, in the words of John Durant, we learn to survive, but not to thrive. With John Durant is apparently a paleo guru. I haven't researched him, uh, but he is your typical kind of scruffy looking nerf herder of a, um, you know, it's all natural kind of type stuff. I would like to make one point. Don't here. go ahead, please. If we didn't have grains... We would not have as many people as we do in the world. Grains have actually increased our population, okay? Mm -hmm. And stuff like golden rice is actually helping people survive and prevent blindness. Yes, exactly. So, um, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the, the infusion of vitamins and minerals is not necessarily a bad thing, but he treats it that way. Sure. Well, that's because it gets us away from... All yeah, natural all the natural just... stuff. So, okay. So, Making your body work harder. <laughs> we had some uh, quick quote on John Durant. We learned to survive but not to thrive. I don't know. Oreos are pretty damn fucking tasty. And that, you know. Oreos. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Donna. I didn't know those were also. Uh, what do you think? Food them? on. <laughs> what? Do you think they're not rice flour? No. They're fucking glutinous. 
But if you think of anything as a natural food, Oreos are almost as far removed from natural as you can get. Eh. Well, the central <laughs> portion of it, absolutely. <laughs> anyway. So more about the, uh, uh, the Industrial Revolution. The revolution of industry came another unprecedented ability. Factory food production. This meant more refined sugars, more artificial foods, and more yummy deliciousness. That was just ended with some silliness, but essentially artificial foods as if... As know. if they're made of plastic. Yes. Well, yeah. according to the food bait, they are. There are some... I Chemicals. mean, A lot of the stuff Yoga you would mouth. buy in the frozen aisle, the, the pre-made meals that you just kind of throw in a skillet or... Um, pre-made lasagna or whatever, it has a lot of extra salt and preservatives and stuff that's not as good for you. But as a treat, every once in a while, it's not bad for you. It's not going to kill you. But the other side of it is, once again, and we're going to talk about this divide of socioeconomics, mm -hmm. once again, total first world problem. Once again, total rich man's problem. <laughs> um, those foods, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, the the lean cuisines and everything else, those are providing nutrients mm -hmm. and food at a reasonable cost. Have you been to fucking Whole Foods? There's a reason why they call it Whole Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, another small anecdote on those kind of pre-made type of foods. When I was just out of college, I didn't really know how to cook very much. So I was very much a, you know, spaghetti and macaroni and cheese kind of just make whatever I could. But I started buying the chicken and vegetable mixes that you throw into a pan and you heat up and 15 minutes you have a complete meal. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm getting vegetables now. In some ways, they're not – they're good in that way in, in that it may be also a palatable, palatable way to get kids to eat vegetables that they may not like otherwise. You know, some kids will only eat broccoli if it's drenched in cheese. If they're getting some broccoli, at least that's some vitamins and nutrients and some roughage. Okay, maybe I, I share too much. <laughs> Let's keep going. Became hyper palatable, which led to massive overeating problems. This simply would not have happened with Paleolithic foods. <laughs> okay, so what he's saying is, is that Paleolithic foods taste so bad that nobody's going to want to eat them to excess. Now, I will say this. Steak? Bacon? I'm all for that. Bring it on. <laughs> well, I just think even just like fruit or whatever, if, if some monkey, human, whatever, found like a, a infinite treasure trove of figs and apples and stuff, they could overeat on those. Yes, and there's lots of sugar in those fruits. They could have too much. It's entirely possible to overeat on paleo foods as if they're their own separate um, thing. <laughs> Obesity, heart disease, and diabetes started to grow rampant in the age that we currently reside in. The animal age. I mean, the information age. Okay, I will give him the point that it is more rampant today. Right. But let's look at the world population from 2.5 million years ago to <laughs> today. Statistically, you are more likely to find... Just in sheer numbers, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, probably also in percentage of the population, whatever. It uh, The weird thing is this kind of contradicts what he said before in that, oh, there wasn't any chronic disease in the paleo era. But now he's saying the modern foods made it more rampant. Well, more than zero is more, but yeah, it still existed back then. <laughs> yeah. And still killed people. 
Despite all the health issues, we now know the dangers of eating refined sugar. We know the dangers of overeating, and we know the dangers of malnourishment. For those of us who are concerned with our performance, with our physiques, and with our overall quality of life, this is important. Yeah, we, we like, know. Like, malnutrition <laughs> was never a problem before 1946. <laughs> Nobody ever starved to death. Those yeah. people in Ireland that were complaining about that potato <laughs> famine, they just didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> no, I haven't given them. Yes, and 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 I, I like the little dig of the the people who are really concerned about their performance and their physiques. They're the only ones who ever really think about we should eat healthy. Well, I think by performance, he's already ruined that with the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, the swear steroids were a joke. <laughs> I did not know my trainer was in injecting me with steroids. I thought it was vitamins. I thought it was a B12 shot. Yes, exactly. We know that we need vitamins and minerals. We know that we need protein and fat way beyond what the government recommends. But it's still not clear whether we need to get these from paleo foods or whether modern day foods have advanced enough that they provide sufficient or even exceed the nourishment that paleo foods provide. I now, he, he shows pictures of uh, muscle powder and stuff like that. And it's just been recently proven that some of those protein powder drinks don't have the protein that they say they have in them. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it seems like he's talking – it's weird for a bodybuilder type person to say that those kind of things are bad. Um, but, yeah, it's it's like he's saying that people are talking about replacing eating all foods and only doing those protein powder kind of – it's like the Jetsons era of you get a meal and a pill. No one's really talking about that. So the idea that we aren't eating healthily, we're not eating naturally, we're eating just powders and pills and that means – that's why we have heart disease? Uh, not so much. Yeah. Don, Donna's good. She isn't. That wasn't quite so uh, uh, archaeological uh, angry statement that it, he made. It's just. <laughs> he has so many first world problems. It's hard for me to feel sorry for him. No, no, I understand. I mean, look at some of the meatheads that we have. Just look at them. These guys literally make gorillas look like the real housewives of Pussy Island. But there no, is okay, so much wrong with that. Wow. First I... of all, let's let's explain. Um, he's comparing bodybuilders with giant muscles and ripped bodies and zero percent body fat, which is exceedingly unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, to gorillas in uh, dresses. Well, in yeah, drag. he superimposed. Uh, yes. Yeah. So first of all, um, I don't want to look like the bodybuilders. No. <laughs> I want to be anything quite like them. <laughs> It is the, the argument of the extremes. Well, since bodybuilders are unhealthy because they have all these protein power shakes and the and tiny and, little testicles from the steroids and, and all that stuff, because they do that, that means we can't do anything. You know, you know, they they drive cars, so we shouldn't drive cars either. And never mind the whole sexist oh, bent God. of yeah. What is it? Uh, they Ma literally real housewives from Pussy Island. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, dude. Misogynist much? Yeah, that was kind of sucky. But I figured that my once I when I looked through this video before we did the show, it's like, yeah, that's gonna be fun to rant on. <laughs> he's kind of a bro. Very much so. He does the kind of bro gestures where he's like pointing at you know he's pointing See? at you and wow, he's a... making like gestures to the side with both hands like yo, dude, man. I know that doesn't come through on a podcast, but yeah, he's, my voice, I think, acted some of that. He's very Jersey Shore. 
That's... Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know you don't like me making fun of your peeps, but... But, <laughs> but that is a, a particular subculture that is not specific to New Jersey, but is em, uh, embodied by the Jersey Shore show. That is a type of people that... There is a big cluster in New Jersey, yes. Yes. But yeah, I, I think we'd all agree. Oompa Loompa. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, because Gary is, uh, um, accused him of having a spray tan early on. And... No, that was me. Oh, uh, that was okay. Me. I thought both of you said that. But, uh, yeah, and these bodybuilders probably also super spray tanned. Yeah. Which is not natural. Oh, God, that's right. It's not natural. It's probably <laughs> filled with gluten. <laughs> that's one I can help. Honestly, skip. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So uh, he's talking about, will pills and powders replace paleo-natural foods? And even though it took a lot of time, we have managed to surpass the heights of our hunter-gatherer ancestors with a modern diet. Oh, look, he, he went from 5'8 to 5'9. <laughs> yeah, the little graphic just stretched a little bit. but yeah. So he said the beginning of agriculture made us shrink, which it didn't. And then our modern diet with more nutrients and stuff, which he piles on just the bodybuilders, made us grow a little taller on average. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of the bodybuilders aren't all that tall. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is an exception because he was like uh, six foot, six foot two or whatever he is. Started out tall. Yeah. 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 So he's in bodybuilders usually aren't that tall, mm -hmm. you know, it, because to be proportional, it's just, you know. Uh, for a tall person, you have to fill out more left and right. That's... <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, the the really tall bodybuilders have to be also very, even more broad. All right, because they're filling in more chest. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I'm a firm believer that everything improves over time. If you look at clothes, cars, cell phones, computers, guns, there's an obvious upward trend. And why wouldn't food be following the same trend? <laughs> because they're all man-made, you moron! <laughs> Including the food! Just wow. complete non-sequitur. Yeah. I, I, I can't. He's I can't. trying to make a point, apparently, that there has been some improvement with the modern technology, maybe also including food, but is a really ham-fisted kind of... You know, things get better over time, and I just believe that. Yeah, he obviously never had to deal with Vista. <laughs> or Windows 8. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, an, an Internet Explorer is going away soon, so yay. So they say. <laughs> I imagine. They're just going to slap a new label it, on how, it. How, how are you going to surf the Internet for the first time? Are <laughs> computers going to Are you going to download other browsers without Internet Explorer? Yeah. yeah. Or is it going to be evil and the first time you start up your computer and you start looking around, you're going to have, like, a little Internet Explorer clippy. <laughs> and he's like, it looks like you're trying to uh, surf the Internet. Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Some One of my friends posted yesterday a, um, a book from Amazon.com of a, um, let's just call it a romance story between a woman and the clippy <laughs> cartoon thing. A slashy fiction. Yeah, that was kind of uh, interesting. But the video continues. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it has improved. Our food production has grown a billion fold. 
It's genetically wow. infused with micronutrients. It's, it's all about the micronutrients. Accessible. Yeah. And it can taste like God busted a load of rainbows onto a field of leprechauns that blossom into Ferraris pulled by rhino horns. Donuts are so fucking good. Okay, that got a little weird at the end. <laughs> Go ahead, Donna. He's using hyper. Okay. Yes, our food production has grown a billion fold. Yes, we are genetically infusing micronutrients, golden rice. Which he has said was an improvement right. in the context of the statement, so that's not so bad. It's instantaneously accessible. In the Once first world. Again, <laughs> I'm going to go back to my, this is a socio-political fallacy. Yeah. Food is not instantaneously accessible for a majority of the population. Mm -hmm. It is for him. They're really shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking first worlder. <laughs> there, there, there should be some way where we can find a way to make it instantly accessible to all the population because well, there's, we have developed technology and there's plenty of surplus food. We should find a way, but the socioeconomic stuff is kind of making that well, a problem. It's, it's, yeah, the political stuff is making it. That's yeah. the right. problem. It's not so much that we don't have the food. It's that we yeah. can't get it to the people because of uh, blockades and stuff. Yeah. But, hey, uh, he has little chocolate barbells to his left. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> yes, they're, they're brown. So, <laughs> yes, they must be chocolate. And yeah. and, and uh, an interesting metaphor that um, the food can taste like, quote, God busted a load of rainbows on a field of leprechauns that blossomed into Ferraris topped by rhino horns. And that's why donuts taste so fucking good. No, donuts taste so fucking good because they're loaded in sugar and fat. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, which apparently had to do with leprechauns and Ferraris. I don't get the rhino horns and why that's cool. Um, is it is is he is he taking a rhino horn supplement to... <laughs> to Probably because it is a penis like I'm just thing. saying, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying yeah. to to uh, counteract uh, the effects of the of the, the, steroids? Uh, the steroids. Yeah. Well, he talked first about rainbows, which was too girly for him, so he had to put something phallic in the metaphor later on. Sure. Yeah. Well, reason. either that or I don't know. He has not definitively kind of let us know which team he bats for, so he could be he... wanting phallic rainbows. <laughs> And he, so he may be a a a um a, a, woman, a woman hating gay, <laughs> or a switch hitter. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? It doesn't matter. His science is crappy. <laughs> you know. He may like, <laughs> he may like sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that, Don. <laughs> we got that. For just... for those of you who thought that the uh, original, the last two minutes were uh, increasingly subtle, yeah, too thinly failed a metaphor. <laughs> Uh, when she was talking about switch hitting, she uh, we don't know whether he plays bas uh, baseball or basketball. Basketball <laughs> or baseball. baseball. Well, basketball is putting something into a net. That could be kind of phallic. I, I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, let's just move I on. I heard you say basketball, and I immediately <laughs> thought baseball. I was like, baseball Baseball doesn't do anything with a net. Well, what I was going to say was he may just like sucking dick. He just may like go, oh, this never happened before, dude. <laughs> And I'm sure he said that a thousand times. So he's prison gay, maybe? Prison gay. Oh, dear. Not, not exactly prison gay, but, you know, sort of Catholic gay. This whole discussion is not exactly our finest hour, folks. And well, I'm just... 
making a suggestion. We're nearing the end of the video and we're starting to get a little punchy, so um, please forgive us. Let's move on. Because we're so hungry for fucking donuts. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> As we all go to our donut happy place. Donuts. Mm. <laughs> all right. All right. So, what's been the problem of these modern foods? All positive. Modern foods have turned a ton of people into pigs, and prison life's made cows so hard, they're making my dick jealous. It's like we're evolving from apes and into farm animals. Maybe I, I am not, seriously, I am not following him. Okay. Really, He's trying to be funny. It's bro humor. Yeah. Would, okay. You, oh, because you, I have a vagina. That, I got it. You would, I got it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally behind it all the way. Modern foods turns, has, turns people into pig-like people just kind of eating and getting fat 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 well and and prison life in that like the 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 modern factory farms makes cows hard as in like their meat hard that I his don't dick, dick I is don't, jealous I, I, well you know prison guys are generally a little buff mm. so i, I don't I, know ma but cows, maybe, but cows maybe. do not work out in the courtyard yeah um, and therefore, they are not hard. In fact, they're quite the opposite of hard in that they are kind grown of squishy, to be squishy yeah. and, and yummy. And marbled. And also, the one really good thing about cows is they're not in gangs. That How do know you know? Of. Yeah. I mean, I, shit, I know cows. Yeah, well, they have yeah. tags. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently, maybe he just read Alan. Animal Farm too recently, and he thinks we're all turning into animals. Yeah, but although, one point about modern life: why? For, first of all, we are evolutionarily told by our bodies to eat when uh -huh. we when we have it. So that's something that a lot of us have to fight, right? Yeah. But the other thing is, we are also less active. I mean, we're not out hunting and gathering and moving all the time, mm -hmm. standing up. Uh, are squatting Office and sitting jobs up. Where yeah, we're, we're sitting, sitting all day. in front of uh, exactly what we're doing right now, sitting in front of a computer, <laughs> playing a YouTube video. <laughs> but I don't have any food in front of me, so I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> Although I did notice that you had some tasty brownies over there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, so we eat too much and we're turning into pigs. So um, he, he does try to get into a conclusion about, so does this make the paleo diet good? So to the questions, will eating paleo help me burn fat? Will it build muscle? Will it improve my athletic performance? Will it turn me into a sex god? The answer is almost 100% yes. No! When compared to a typical American diet. No. So, um... Paleo is not going to make you burn fat necessarily. Right. There's a, as, as opposed to any other balanced diet. It's not going to make you build muscle going to the gym or running or something. Yeah, yeah. That's going to make you build muscle. Eating, not eating avocados may just make a lot of avocados may just make you diarrhea. E. It may not. It won't make you build muscle. Will it improve athletic performance? Once again, that is a learned skill. Yes, and, and also just exercising. Sex god. Yeah. Once again, learned skill. Not everybody <laughs> is good at it. Well. We do know from television commercials that if you take Viagra, you can throw a ball through a hoop. Yes. Or if you drink certain beers, you get all the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, Unless and, it's Schlitz gay. I, I like the... <laughs> okay. Wow. Deep pull. Yeah. Um, 
I, I like the qualifier he has at the end of that statement that the answer to all those questions is almost 100% yes. <laughs> so it's like 98%. He leaves a little bit of wiggle room in there. He's, 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 he's a little bit of a skeptic. There's, you know, he's also not counting for genetics and all of these other yeah. things. That, and and he, so he goes and talking about how uh, compared to the typical American diet where he shows the Burger King icon, the Wendy's icon, that kind of stuff, where this has nothing to do with the, the powder diet that he was talking about with the muscle heads. So he's kind of like just conflating all of that stuff together, saying that it's all bad because people do all of that all at once. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just makes me angry. <laughs> so uh, almost done. But that doesn't mean that it's the only way or the best way to do it. And that's why we're here. I'm a week in with another week and a half to go before I can give an objective analysis on how paleo foods compare to their modern day predecessors. Yes, two weeks in one diet will tell you if it's healthy for the rest of your life. You could do two weeks on just the grapefruit only diet and you could kind of survive. Yeah, and you lose a lot of weight. Yeah, that doesn't mean you could do that for the rest of your life. I do like that he says it's maybe not the only option. You know, maybe Mediterranean diet. That's perfectly, if you do it right, it can be healthy. Vegan diet, which doesn't have all the paleo meats and stuff. If you do it right, if you're not the dumbass freshman in the cafeteria of your college who only eats like cereal and salad all all the time, you can be a healthy vegetarian vegan. But it's not going to make, ugh. <laughs> you're just staring at me giving me the go on, go on look, aren't you? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. See, the thing is, that's so similar to your usual look at me from anything I ever talk about. That's hard to tell when you really want me to move on and when you're just thinking, Greg, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm thinking about donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. since this doesn't right. come up, I'm getting hungrier. <laughs> yeah. So two weeks on this diet, and he thinks that means he can give an objective analysis, analysis like it's scientific. On why I'm this would be sure a better diet. I'm not sure spell analysis. <laughs> Alright, you little monkeys, make sure you subscribe to this channel so you can see all the updates as blah, they blah, come. Blah, blah. I've got two more weeks of paleo to go, that means two more videos. And Yay. next week, how to eat paleo. Guys, if you like this video, please help out. Like the video, share it, leave a comment below. That Don't do awesome. it, it's a trap. you guys think about the paleo diet? Whether you've tried it, you think it's bullshit, if it worked for you, leave it in the comments below. So, I'm, I'm curious about the comments. I mean, it's got a small number of views, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, only 406 views. Sometimes it, It's one of those things where I try to balance the videos that I find of, are they recent? Are they in the last, like, six months or so, so they might have some topical new science in them? Or if they've been viewed a lot, so maybe if they're popular, that we can talk about that. This was more just, it was recent in the last couple months, six months, um, and I wanted to look into paleo diet, and I thought it had for what paleo people believe, a fairly good summary of what they think mm -hmm. to, for us to respond to. There's lots of paleo videos out there that we could have talked about. So this is just one I picked at random. Yeah. Well, uh, he, got, he got over the 301 view button, so that's good. Is is that a... Uh, it's a thing if... A if cutoff? You, yeah, yeah, well, if, if you have uh, lots and lots of views really quickly, mm -hmm. uh, it'll get stuck at 301 until they compile how many views actually are done. <laughs> So, uh, Gary, you seem to have gone into that rabbit hole of looking at the comments. Did you see? Oh, no, no, no. there's only two comments. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and the comment is, uh, we noticed you haven't uh, uploaded any videos soon. How did it turn out? And, and he says, oh, you should see 
my one that's coming up next. So apparently, uh, there yeah. is a follow up video which we didn't we I didn't delve into. So yeah, the the video we looked at was from November of 2014. His follow up was January 2015. So more than a couple weeks. So he's a liar. He's a damned fucking liar. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> I just I just kind of have. One, I'm thinking of donuts too, Gary. One Forgive final me. comment about this is that health is simply a factor that affects reproductive fitness, which is really all that evolution cares about. Yeah. It is not the only factor. There are genetics and there's just, there's tons of things that go into this. So to, to boil this down into simply what is being put into your mouth is how you're going to be healthy. Mm hmm is unabashed bullshit. It's it's the quick fix. Right. If you just eat meats and avocados, you will be you won't get cancer, you won't get any infections. And yeah. To say that this is how we ate, you know, 10,000 years ago and we haven't evolved since then is such a simplistic statement. Yeah. It proves the whole idea that people don't understand how evolution works. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least we call everybody monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, will him, I will give him the credit for that because we are. We're, I would, we're I would conclude with the caveat that the, the paleo diet isn't intrinsically bad for you even by itself, despite the fact that there is a chef in Australia, Pete Evans, who wants to publish a book called Bubba Yum Yum, The Paleo Way, which is essentially a cookbook for babies in the paleo diet where they suggested or, or demanded, whatever you want to call it, that if you're going to do a formula for your kid, it should basically be based on a mixture of uh, chicken liver and bone broth. <laughs> and many medical experts have said, no, that is unsafe. First of all, it doesn't give the proper nutrition, but in some ways, like uh, apparently that kind of combination would give 10 times the unsafe amount of vitamin A. Vitamin A is good, like the golden rice thing. Some of it to prevent blindness and that kind of stuff. But anything, anything you intake has a toxic level. And apparently some of those recipes, especially for babies, are very bad. And the publisher is holding off on publishing. But the 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 guy Pete Evans has talked about, well, I'm just going to self-publish, put it out anyway, no matter what people say. Sure. Right. And if he, has, if he has enough following, yeah. he'll sell some and then so we'll hike it. Kids who are dying. So, like, right. probably not being vaccinated because obviously, yeah. if you're on a paleo diet, you don't have to vaccinate because you don't get sick. The other side of it is, is that okay? So, this paleo diet, we start to see this whole orthorexia nervosa, which okay. is a new classification in the DSM five that basically says this preoccupation with eating anything mm -hmm. unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's paleo is basically anorexia nervosa of the modern age. Right. I, 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 it can be taken to that extreme and mm -hmm. it can be extremely debilitating and everything else. So. I've been around some people who are on Weight Watchers and every single conversation I've ever overheard of them, they're always talking about food and points <laughs> and whatever. It, it, it's like you live better. in the modern time. You don't have to talk about food all the time. Yeah. They're trying to be healthy, but it comes to the point of obsession, which is unhealthy, yeah. right. at least psychologically. But the, 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 the paleo diet in and of itself, if you're an adult and if you plan it and you know what nutrients you are and you are in the first world, it can be a healthy diet. It's not intrinsically unhealthy for you. Yeah. But to say that we are going to be more healthy because this yeah. is how our ancestors ate, 
There's a lot of magical is, thinking is, sprinkled over right. the whole thing. There are yeah. so many logical fallacies in this mm-hmm. that it's, it's not even funny. And it's basically an ignorance of our history as a human race. It is, it is ignorance of your neighbors. Yeah. It is an ignorance of how the world actually works. Yeah. I, I, and that's where I'm like, fuck you, shredgicated <laughs> dude. <laughs> I think um, a lot of the success stories, the anecdotes that may come out of something like the paleo diet or vegans or Mediterranean or whatever is got kind of a, the nature of the, um, I guess, cherry picked self-selected success rate of something like the AA program for stopping drinking, Right. where the people who stick with AA because they stuck with it, they succeed with it. Right. Those who dropped out don't get counted and they failed. So you get people who try, I mean, maybe not like shredgicated guy, try it for a few weeks and say, you know, it's not really working for me. So it doesn't count as being, oh, it worked for me. Or, you know, they develop some health problem and their doctor goes, you've been eating what? Yeah. No, no. You do need some roughage in your diet. Eat some bread. Right. Yeah. You are not, you know, some schmuck, you are not uh, not, um, celiac. So yeah, eat some fucking bread. Have a fucking donut, dude. (laughs) Yeah, the, the the subtitle of this uh, this week's podcast is apparently the have paleo fucking... diet. Just eat a fucking donut. <laughs> Excellent, Gary. Did you have any wrap up thoughts? I don't on think this? we learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, not I... from the video. Not from the video. Not from the. Video. We we learned a lot from talking about mm-hmm. the video, but certainly not. Uh, we learned that food is good. Donuts are tasty. Pigs are delicious. <laughs> um, cows are apparently hard. Oh, cows are hard. Yes, <laughs> cows are hard. hard. Prison life, man. Yeah. <laughs> and leprechauns create uh, Ferraris with rhino horns on them. And yeah, yo, Milky D. Sorry, I'm still on the cows. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, we learned that humans stopped evolving ten thousand years ago. Oh when yeah, we started yeah. We, we got we we got short. We got uh, medium height, and then we got shorter, and then we got taller. That's kind of yeah. cool. Didn't know that. Thought we were tolerating tolering ourselves. Growing? <laughs> no, tolering. <laughs> it's a word. Look it up. <laughs> so if you yeah. want to uh, taller yourself, or actually if you want to shrink yourself a little bit, go back to the paleo diet. Oh, he didn't. See? He wants to get shorter. He wants to get small. So he, so he can be muscled? Or bet that proportionally his penis will look bigger if he's shorter? Quite yes. possibly. Yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should go on the... that's the way it always works, right? Yeah. Maybe you should just go on the all-golem diet. <laughs> Sucking eggs and... And fish. And fish, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so thanks for joining us for this uh, woo-woo tube segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg and Donna, pleasure talking with you. Yeah. It was a pleasure talking with you, Greg and Gary. Thanks, Donna and Gary, and thanks for the tickets again, Gary. You're welcome. Uh, kind listeners, you're not getting any. <laughs> I've just waited too much. I'm not buying the whole damn theater for all of you to come over. Richard, if you come over, well, I'll get you one for you. <laughs> no. Sounds good. No, not at all. Just kidding. <laughs> he's all, he's, he like graduated from a uh, prestigious thing, and he's all edumacated. He can buy his own damn ticket. This is true. Yeah, and he goes to the theater all the time. Yeah. Because he should buy the us theater. tickets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He should buy us tickets and a plane ticket to go and see if yeah. in his performance. Screw you, Richard. What the hell? <laughs> wow, that escalated quickly. Sorry. 
Yeah, we're 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 gonna make war on UK until you buy us tickets to a show or something. <laughs> he he's a policeman. Yeah, but he's a British policeman. It's not like he can shoot us. He certainly knows how to use his truncheon. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay! Awkward silence. And I'm very proud of myself, only being my head once. <laughs> I did consider it a couple of times. Yeah. So. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. find out uh, his history with the paleo diet not just the history of the paleo diet as we get into this video so do you think we need any more preamble folks no just be prepared for my hacking and outbursts yeah outrage (laughs) so yeah here we go a brief history of the paleo diet the paleo diet where'd it come from Harpo is annoying for recording this show. Sometimes she has perfect timing, even if she can't hear the video that we can hear. <laughs> if she can, she has good ears. <laughs> I'm going to start that over. Yeah, let's start it over.